0: And now on the Nordic Football Podcast, we are delighted to be joined by Tor Tordeson, uh, who is a Norwegian football coach, who is currently the new head coach of uh, HIFK in Finland. Um, I don't know maybe if I'm pronouncing that correctly there, Tor, but uh, you'll correct me, I'm sure, if I'm not. Um, how are you today, Tor, and uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Fine, thank you. I'm, uh, I'm good, and,
1: and uh, so far you're... you're in Nordic pronunciation is good,
0: so so good to go. <laughs> perfect, perfect. And uh, yeah, we noticed that you um, you follow us on the on the show, which we're really happy about, of course. And I uh, hope you hope you've enjoyed listening to us. And we we obviously saw that you got appointed in a quite a high high role. I mean, for those who who aren't aware, I mean, we're gonna delve into Finnish football this this week. We're gonna sort of um, through a Norwegian coach. We're gonna touch on Finnish football, and it's an area we haven't really covered much. But I think it's. While it's the off-season, it's important to maybe have a look around the different leagues and, and see what's going on. Uh, so we thought it would be interesting to talk to you really and get your perspective, particularly as the team you now have been appointed as manager of has just been promoted uh, to the top division in Finland, the Vekas Liga, and will be playing in the top league against uh, the big boys. So we wanted to get you on the show to kind of discuss that and uh, and, and talk about your life in football as well as a, as a Norwegian coach. Um, so first place to start, I suppose, is um, how did you feel about getting the new job and how did it come about? Uh, well, uh, first of all, I'm,
1: I'm really delighted to be here. I've uh, been here for, for two weeks now and uh, I feel very welcomed by by uh, the club and, and the players. And uh, last night we went out also uh, to meet the fans, uh, which is... Uh, one of the really good things about this club is that it has uh, quite a good uh, fan base, uh, probably one of the biggest and, and loudest in, in Finland. So that's something I really look forward to.
0: Yeah, and actually looking at the league, you know, uh, in terms of the history of the club, they're actually one of the most successful teams in Finland, aren't they? So this is quite a big, big, big role to sort of um, uh, be appointed to. They've won the league seven times in their history, uh, which is fifth in the all-time sort of league table behind TPS, uh, HPS, FC Hacker and HJK. I'm going to stick to English pronunciations there just in case but uh, HJK Helsinki, of course, are the, the big boys in that league, and funnily enough, you play them in your first uh, game in charge, don't you, in the Cup uh, this week? Yeah, it's true. Uh, they've uh,
1: Well, we have 12, uh, 12 teams in the top league, and it's arranged so that they meet uh, three times, which is 33 rounds then, and uh, quite a good number of, of games for uh, for our uh, climate I would say uh, but it leaves also uh, some problems with uh, when to um, to have the cup and they've decided to do it in the winter in the indoor halls and uh, uh, there are some uh, good things about it and also some challenges of course uh, the the good thing is that you play competitive games over a longer period and and it um, it comes in as a, as a welcome substitute for the maybe 10, 11, even twelve practice, private games that you play in, for instance, in Norway during during the preseason. So, so in that aspect, it's good to uh, to play competitive games, but uh, it also leaves some ch- some challenges when it comes to when to do uh, the more heavy loads of the training that you need to do in the preseason. And uh, in my case, now appointed uh, from the middle of January. Uh, I feel that we are already uh, a month behind some of the teams we, we're going to play against now in the Cup. So uh, I feel uh, I'm a little bit anxious about the, the, the games coming first now because uh, uh, I'm not willing to, to sacrifice uh, half a week of, uh, of uh, good practice uh, in order to, to, feel, uh, to have quick feet in the Cup games. Uh, that's a luxury that we cannot afford, I think, at the moment.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting that you say that because, funnily enough, well, I spoke to my colleague Steve, uh, who's the co-host of the show, um, mentioned obviously our interview with, with yourself, and he he was interested to, to to ask you, in fact, about the kind of the midweek rounds in in Finland and so many games at the beginning of the campaign, that kind of thing. What are your thoughts on that? I mean, you've mentioned there that fitness is a bit of an issue, perhaps for the squad. How do you plan to sort of cope with um, the training, and how do you sort of maybe tailor your Training methods. What can you do in that sense, and how, how difficult is it compared to maybe other leagues? That, that that intensity of the early sort of midweek rounds and so many games.
1: Well, uh, I'm new to the to the Finnish uh, system, as you know, and uh, and uh, I need to learn and, and learn fast uh, how to how to do to solve this the best way. Uh, uh, right now, I see uh, some challenges, and, and that is in in our club. Uh, we have at the moment uh, a small group uh, and three new signings, which uh, is uh, will not be eligible to, to play on Tuesday. So, uh, uh, so for Tuesday, I think I have uh, 14 or at the best 15 players to, to choose between. And, uh, and there's a new game coming already uh, four days later. So, so at this moment, uh, we are our squad is not uh, not filled up. Uh, the way we want it, and uh, and that gives an extra challenge for the players that that will have to play. Um, uh, maybe uh, many of them will have to play ninety minutes uh, both those two games. So, so that's a challenge in the in the short perspective. But in the longer perspective, uh, we need, of course, uh, uh, a, a broader uh, group of players than in, in order to handle the games when we play. Uh, Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, uh, for sure. But um, in our club, we don't have a second team which is competitive. They went down from the second division to the third division, which means they are in the fourth level. And uh, that is also a challenge because uh, uh, the way uh, I've been told is that it won't be productive to put... uh, the reserves in in the first team to play in that league so you can't keep like 25 players if you don't have uh, a second team option for them to play games Uh, Mm -hmm. so i see some challenges but uh, when we come to april i'm I'm sure that uh, i i will know more and i will have made some priorities in order to to cope
0: with that situation yeah, I mean, looking at your fixture list, you've got kind of three games in, in ten days, roughly. HJK uh, in the cup, and then Lati and then Honka as well. I mean, you mentioned the the squad size. Is that is that something? Is that a recruitment thing then? Is it something that you can look at recruitment-wise? And in general, how is the club uh, recruitment-wise compared to maybe Norwegian teams? What is the infrastructure for scouting that kind of thing? How does it compare in, in Finland? Although I know you're quite new, um, you know, what are the? Is it is it a simple case of getting more players in basically?
1: At the moment I'm, I'm, I'm uh, uh, at least re- uh, happy about the situation that we have a, a sporting director which is uh, on to the, to the recruitment process and has been uh, since before I was appointed. So so that's in good hands and uh, and there is no stress around it. Uh, like I said, there the are some the short term, uh, 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 what do you call it? Uh, sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but uh, otherwise we have the time until the league opens to to or till the, the transfer window closes to to fill up the squad. And, and uh, the way the market is at the moment, uh, we are flooded by CVs and and uh, and players uh, knocking on our door. So so it's not uh, a, I'm not concerned that we won't, won't uh, fill the squad the way we want. But um, but we are not there yet and and we have decided not to let uh, these cup games uh stress us in 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 the way that we make uh, uh, decisions that that is not 100 percent thought true so so uh, we will live with the the pressure on in the short term with those three cup games coming quite fast now and then we will use the rest of the window to make sure that we do the, the, the
0: right signings in, in this window. Very interesting. And, yeah, I mean, obviously this is your first role in, in Finland. And, and I understand if I'm correct in saying that uh, the, the, the offer of the contract came up while you were uh, in Nigeria, funnily enough. You, you actually signed the deal whilst you were uh, in Africa. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> correct. In, in this day and age, it's possible to... To enter an internet cafe, which uh, which turned out to be more or less a, a phone booth, <laughs> to to sign the contract and scan it and send it home. So yeah, I was in contact with uh, with the club uh, just the day before I went, and uh, and I said to them that uh, I have some obligations in in Lagos in in two days, and I need to to do that, and uh, they understood. So we. We kept
0: the dialogue while I was there and I signed the wire while in Lagos. Yeah, and I must say as someone uh, with Nigerian uh, heritage, uh, that makes me very proud, a uh, proud Nigerian to uh, hear that you signed <laughs> sign your contract there. So uh, I'm taking a bit of personal pride from that one, so congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad the uh, internet cables and the wires worked well enough for the contracts to be signed. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, but what is your knowledge of the the Finnish league in general? I mean, obviously we don't cover it uh, on the Nordic Football Podcast a huge amount, but we do keep an eye out for European results, that kind of thing of the Finnish teams. What is your knowledge of the league? I mean, HIFK, the club you now manage, won the league last season, the second division. What is your knowledge of the league in terms of the top division? I know HJK also won the league last year by sixteen points, so they're the clear you know big dogs of the league, but. What's your general knowledge of it? The playing styles, you know, the um, tactical formations, that kind of thing. Can you tell us a bit about that, and maybe also your own tactical ideas? Um, how, what, what ideas you might bring to um, HIFK? Yes. Um, well, first of all, I, I
1: uh, must admit that I had no uh, deep knowledge of, of the league myself. Uh, of course, I've, uh, um, I'm Norwegian, so I know. A little bit about uh, the level or quite a lot about the level in sweden and a little more a little less about uh, finland uh, but uh, um, I, the first thing i did when when I, when the the call came was that i went uh, in my Insta account and, and started watching games and, and saw uh, many of the games uh, uh, from last season from the first division just in order to to get an idea what kind of players we had, and uh, and uh, now for the last days, of course, also focused a little bit on on HDK uh, uh, since we play them on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, well, it's true what you say that they are the dominant team and and uh, um, a little bit too much better than than the others. I'm afraid, and that's probably a challenge for the, the Finnish football that we need uh, teams that are able to, to challenge HJK uh, and uh, at the moment it doesn't seem like like uh, that's the case um, I've seen them, I saw them yesterday with, uh, with Hammarby uh, they won uh, quite comfortably actually uh, and I've saw them, I saw them in, in television and the game against Rangers last weekend so, so I got the uh, Quite a good picture. What what can what we can expect on on Tuesday? Um, and then from my side, I've, I've said to the players that uh, this is the the chance we have this year, and it's only this year that that you uh, can uh, uh, sort of knock from from below. You know that the, you have low expectations. probably. The the betting companies will will rate us among the the Mm -hmm. lowest teams and uh, we have low low expectations and that means that uh, you can feel less pressure and and I've said to the players that uh, my aim here is not to to come to help you uh, survive but uh, to help you to surprise and and to me that's uh, a big difference and I want to install that mentality in the players immediately because this is the golden opportunity that you get the first year you come up, and, and from there you know, things will be different if you if you succeed.
0: Yeah, and I mean, looking at your own philosophy, I had a look at your website as well, which is very nice, by the way. Um, and, and I noticed that you do coaching and mentoring and that kind of thing, leadership training as well. Um, you, for those who maybe don't know so much about you, um, who are listening, you won the Coach of the Year award in, in Norway in 2006 as a, as manager at Sandefjord at the time. Uh, and, and had a lot of success there, getting them to the uh, Norwegian Cup final uh, for the first time, I think, in their history. Um, yes. What kind of philosophies do you bring? And obviously, from the point of view of your own website, uh, the leadership side of things, the coaching side of things. What are your, you know, core beliefs in football? You know, what's your, what's a typical tour sort of lineup? Maybe in terms of tactics, do you have a sort of team that you look at anywhere in the world that you look to emulate in terms of style? Or what's, um, what's the tour philosophy? <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, and how to answer that uh,
0: shortly—that's uh, uh, that's a challenge. Take but, all your time uh, you like. Take all the time you like. There's no <laughs> there's no time limit. <laughs> uh, well, um,
1: I'd like to start uh, with saying that I'm not the most uh, patient of, of uh, people. I I like things to to happen uh, fast and and. Um, and I think that uh, reflects also a little bit my demands on the players. I, uh, I am the kind of uh, person that wants the players to, to be willing to risk something. Uh, we will definitely not be a team which will travel around Finland and, and, and park the bus. That's uh, that's for sure. Um, I like uh, if we start with the defensive uh, side of the game, which I think is the correct place to start even maybe not uh, the best selling point it's still for me the best uh, place to start because uh, in my mind every successful team uh, depends on, on a good defensive base and uh, And I've never heard somebody uh, could say with, with credibility that our team is really good offensive but but uh, unfortunately, we are very poor in defense. Uh, mm. It's it's nothing like that in football. And, and for me, it starts with being uh, hard to play against. And uh, and that's also something I I start immediately to install in the players that that um, uh, to give uh, in inside uh, in in our uh, culture. I want uh, the the ability to win the ball to be something that we value very high. And uh, and when you listen to the the TV commentators or you read the sports papers, then that quality uh, very often doesn't get the the praise that it should in in my mind. So so I'm uh, I'm uh, I'm a culture who is very demanding on how we act when the opponents have the ball, and uh, and uh, I want us to be able to to press, to move around, and to press. Uh, high up in the pitch if possible uh, and that is of course uh, demanding and and also affects your ability to play when you when you then win the ball uh, that's why I, I say to my players that uh, for me there is no uh, there is no way around the fact that you need to be fit uh, you cannot talk your way out of not being fit mm. uh, and the only way to do it is to train and and uh, luckily then for. For us, that uh, you cannot buy fitness, you have to, to, to gain it by work. So I think in the aspects that we can compete with anybody is that we train well and that we take care of the body and, and that we uh, have a, a lifestyle and, and uh, a way of optimizing our own potential and that's the responsibility of the player and, and I'm quite strict with that. Uh, then when it comes to, to what you probably want to hear then uh, how, how to attack how to uh, to play uh, when you have the ball then I, I I would like to start with the sentence that I want my team to be confident and and to be um, um, Be ready to to dominate games with the ball and, uh, and uh, from there on uh, move quickly to say that i don't want my team to uh, to look like uh, barcelona even how much i i love to watch barcelona i i um i don't value um the ball possession as as high as, as they do uh, but i want my team to be comfortable on the ball and then collectively searching for the opportunities to play through Uh, the opponent lines and uh and always to try to take advantage of the spaces that that uh, our opponents offer so for me if you play a supporting pass or a sideways pass when you could have penetrated the the opponent's midfield then then i will surely uh, address that Mm. because i want us to to be as direct as possible but not in the happy-go-lucky style with 50-50 long balls, just uh, hoping for the second ball or, yeah. or hoping for for something to fall down. There, uh, I want us to to penetrate them with the
0: ball. Are there any teams, sort of in Norway and Sweden, that you admire in that sense, who, who penetrate the ball well, um, who who sort of break the lines well and, and defend well? Are there any teams that you look at in the, on those elements of of the game that you look at and say those are teams um, I admire or, or enjoy watching, just in general, you know, in Scandinavia?
1: For me as a Norwegian, uh, I've more or less grown up with uh, Rosenborg being the dominant team and uh, under the, the legendary coach Nils Arne Eggen, they, they were a fantastic team also to watch. Mm. Uh, lately, uh, I feel that they have been dominant more because they have uh, the economic uh, muscle to yeah. to buy the best players and I, I think their style has been uh, somewhat... Uh, washed out a little bit. Mm. Um, uh, right now, when you ask me, I'd, I'd like to, to bring out Salzburg
0: which did very well in the Europa League this autumn, yeah. uh, and they
1: have a style which I admire a lot, because uh, there is no, well, I don't know how to, exp- uh, how to, to say this in English, but for me, it's like uh, a really honest style. It's it's based on hard work most of all, but it's also uh, they are also calm enough with the ball and and uh, uh, um, they uh, if if they get the chance to dominate the game uh, in in possession wise they then they are happy to do it. But uh, but when they play the better teams, they are uh, we saw it in in. Uh, Europe, uh, they are even more dangerous because they are direct and, and they work really hard. So uh, the coach is, uh, you know, Norway is a small small country, and you know all the coaches more or less. And the coach is uh, a guy that I've known for for many years, and I really admire his, his work. His name is Geir Bakke and he's yeah. he's doing really well with Torsby at the
0: moment. Yeah, and uh, we followed them in the Europa League this year, and they, they had some, some cracking games, in fact, and, and did very well. And uh, we're slightly unlucky maybe not to, to qualify in the end, in fact. Um, I mean, who do you think... You, you touched on Rosenborg there at the moment. I just want to touch on Norwegian football as a Norwegian yourself and as a listener to the podcast. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on, on the league at the moment in general? You know, who, who do you think can maybe challenge Rosenborg in the in the coming season? Um, and I also wanted to ask maybe your, your thoughts on uh, Sandefjord's situation. Of course, you have got must have fond memories from your, from your time there. Yes,
1: well, to, to start with... Uh, uh... We're always in Norway waiting for for uh, the the teams from the bigger cities to to challenge Rosenborg. And uh, I think Bran, uh, you have to approve of their season, uh, even if I can't understand why they were not more uh, offensive about it when they had the chance during the autumn to. Uh, to uh, to fight with Rosenborg, but uh, I think the signals they sent out was that they were happy as long as they could uh, get the medal, uh, which I found very strange. Mm-hmm. When when you are uh, within reach of Rosenborg, then uh, why not say that uh, it's the only thing that matters is to beat uh, them? This I didn't understand. But anyway, I think Brown uh, has to be... Uh, for, for being where they're expected to be, and 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 they have to be it every year, and, and that's a challenge for for Bergen because uh, I've been there myself. I know a little bit about the mentality, and uh, and uh, uh, it's been a challenge for them to to be consistent or to, or, to, or to stay in the top. Um, mm. When it comes to Oslo, it's even worse, and I think now only Daila really needs to to get the grip on on Vorderinga because i think there's uh, the the club uh, is on the way to run out of excuses for not challenging for the top and it's been a while since they did and uh, now they are established in their own stadium uh, they uh, they easily attract players because it's a, it's, a, it's a club with a good fan base uh, it's in the capital uh, so now it's about uh, Bringing in the, the right players and and uh, getting a team together that can challenge for at least for medals and and they've been out of the uh, even the top half for for uh, many years too many years yeah. now I think yeah. but uh, then again you ask who's going to challenge well uh, Molda again uh, interesting to see what happens there uh, with the Gunnar in in, uh, in Manchester and, uh, and so on uh, but still they have. Uh, a lot of quality in the team, and and they have coaches that has been there uh, over over a longer period. So, I, I I don't see any reason why they should uh, why they shouldn't be
0: uh, challenging for the for the top. Yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah.
1: And uh, here people are uh, uh, asking me about uh, about because they have a Finnish coach and. Uh, I think um, he's been doing really well in in Tromsø and uh, managed to to turn them around, and and, uh, maybe he even can make them a challenge for, uh, let's say, top five or or better.
0: That would be
1: interesting to
0: That's great to get your thoughts on that tour there. Um, I wanted to ask you as well, you know, if you were sort of doing a league ranking as a manager yourself, when you look at the quality of um, Scandinavian football, where do you see it at the moment and what, um, you know, if you were doing a league table of the the top quality leagues in Scandinavia, where does Finland sit in that list and where is Norway, where is Sweden, you know, what what, what do you look at and and see as, you know, the the top leagues in, in the region from, you know, in order?
1: we mis- look at it with Norwegian eyes, I think we have to admit that we have lost terrain uh, compared to both uh, Sweden and Denmark uh, over the last ten years. I, I think at the time around the late two thousands and maybe up until two thousand ten, we we uh, were at least. Uh, on level with uh, with Denmark and Sweden, and probably even a little bit ahead. Uh, now that's not the case for sure, and I think we have to rank both the, the Allsvenskan and the Superliga uh, uh, before Elitserien. Um, at least that's my uh, impression at the moment. Uh, and then, of course, Finland uh, will be behind all those three, but... Uh, how far behind it's hard for me to say uh, my impression with Hoko uh, that we just spoke about is that they would for sure compete in all those three leagues as well because they are uh, they are at the moment a really strong team uh, in in a Norwegian con- or in a Scandinavian context but uh, but still when you you saw them in Europe uh, they it also, they also showed that they have uh, quite a way to go in order to to get into Let's say the group stage level that that uh, the, that is probably what Scandinavian clubs can can hope for
0: in, in best cases. Which team is that, sorry, do you mean H, HJK, uh, are you talking about or
1: Yes, yes. Yeah,
0: okay. I just said
1: it in the in the <laughs>
0: You in know what all it... I, I was I
1: meant H J K
0: it's so similar to oeko that i am wondering sometimes if it's aik so yeah i, I think that's no, my, that's my own fault <laughs> what
1: i've learned what i've learned is that uh, with my club it's enough to say E F yeah, of course. okay because yeah because that's, uh, that's uh, uh, what they the the fans uh, so they, they dropped their the age in, in front.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I just want to ask you quickly, why, why do you think the Norwegian league has slipped then in, in, in recent years? Is it is it a finances thing or is it um, something different maybe? Yes, I was just uh, discussing that with a friend earlier
1: today, uh, a Norwegian friend, and uh, he went. He was on his computer and he went in to see the, uh, the average spectator uh, Number which was 10,500 average per game in in 2010, which is amazing to think about now because last year was uh, something around 5,700. So uh, the Norwegian league has effectively lost uh, half of its spectators in uh, since 2010, uh, and uh, and uh, how this could happen, it's of course always in i think it's it's not only for one reason it's it's always uh, connecting reasons but i think that uh, the fact that uh, a lot of money came into the football via the the tv deal uh, made uh, and the, the federation uh, with a good intention they put a lot of pressure on the clubs to um, to better the, the um, uh, conditions at, in the stadiums and so on. So a lot of clubs built new stadiums uh, and, and uh, spent money on, on the infrastructure, which is of course important when you want to sell a product which uh, and you want it to look good on television and, and so on. So it was probably necessary, but it was um, a lot of demand in a, in a very short period of time. And then um, now we see that that uh, uh, people are staying away from the games and, and uh, the facilities are there. Uh, then you have to look for, for other reasons than, than roof over the head of, of, of the good seats that they have now. Uh, so then uh, there's the question about the 16 teams in the top league, which to me now, uh, I think it it's... It, it's too much in, in the Norwegian top league. And I, I think they need to reduce the number of teams. Um, then again, that will affect the playing schedule. And then if you reduce it as much as in Denmark or, or Finland, then you have to play, play three rounds instead of two. But uh, that's a possibility when we do it in Finland and they do it in Denmark, then of course you could do it in, in Norway as well. Yeah, but uh, it's very strange to see how how uh, the market is different uh, when you compare Norway to Sweden where the football now is on its uh, probably on its best ever with a lot of spectators and a lot of things going uh, going on and and uh, the national team of course uh, have done well and so on so uh, we are behind at the moment and i think where we should start is to reduce the number of teams
0: in the league that's very interesting to hear, and obviously, as someone who's coached yourself, you've coached at Wallerenga you've been at Lynn Oslo, Sandefjord, uh, Tongsberg, Moss, um, you've been and, at uh, Brand, Bram, Brand, as Bram, well. Bram, yeah, so you've yeah. got a lot of experience there. So that's really interesting to get your opinion on the level of the, the leagues at the moment. So, so thank you for we have
1: that. To say that if if the league wasn't uh, at that time when I was coaching Sandefjord, it was. Uh, it was uh, added two teams from 12 to 14, and and that opened the possibility for a club like Sandefjord to compete to get to the top league. So, mm. at that in that aspect, I should be <laughs> just happy about the, the expansion. But <laughs> uh, but you asked me also about Sandefjord because they went down and, and uh, now they are in in and, and uh, then the demands on the, on the club will be definitely be to go directly up again yeah. uh, but I think they will um, I think what they have now with the, the the Spanish coach which came in in the summer uh, unluckily for him uh, 10 games too late because uh, they sacked Poggle really early in, in the middle of the, uh, the spring yeah. and then uh, they waited too long to bring in a new coach because I'm quite uh, certain that if if uh, Martínez Fuentes, the guy who is there now, had gotten the chance uh, ten games earlier when they sacked Pablo, then he would have uh, he would have steered him to to a new contract. I'm quite sure about it because uh, I still follow quite closely, and my son plays uh, or played until uh, the end of this year in in the youth system in the club. Okay. So uh, I saw uh, everything that. That turned around when uh, when Sifuentes came and uh, and he was not that far from 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 making it and uh, if he'd gotten some more games I I think he would have and uh, I think also that they are uh, the number one favorite to to go up again.
0: Yeah, definitely. I think many people think that, and uh, of course, as you mentioned, there Marcy Sifuentes. They 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 had a good run towards the end of the season and were just. They were just too far away, weren't they, at the time to be able to, to come back, I think, to yeah. be honest. Um, yeah. They will have a run for it uh, right. with their
1: former coach, with uh, Lars Buin in, in Aldersen, but, yeah. uh, but uh, I, would, I, I will be surprised if, if those two teams don't go
0: up. Yeah. And m- moving back to Finland now, before we wrap up, and thank you for your time, so it's been really interesting hearing your, your thoughts. Um, we're looking, you know, if we look at the Wakehouse Liga, I mean, uh, HJK or Hojokor is it? <laughs> Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. Have, You're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm getting there. I need to come to Finland and practice, I think. Uh, they've lost their top scorer, uh, Klaus, who was the league's top scorer last season. Um, do you see them challenging again uh, and being the main p- team to stop? And also, what's the ambition for you as a, as a club? Is it simply just stay up because of you know promotion last season and, and the constraints that you have? Or are you looking at particular targets? as the club set you any particular targets this season? Uh, well, the first
1: question first i think it's quite obvious that uh, hjk will be the team to beat and and when they won by a uh, large margin this year then uh, then uh, we have uh, work cut out for us all the other teams uh, and probably the responsibility will fall to to honka for instance mm. uh, but um when it comes to to EFCO, to my club, then uh, I think it's too early uh, to talk about uh, the goals. Uh, obviously, when you come up, uh, uh, one target is to stay up. Uh, but I met with the supporters on on Saturday, and I got the clear notion that uh, they are aiming for the top half. So, so we we also got <laughs> the work cut out for us. Uh, but uh, it will be easier to, for me to to answer when I've. Uh, when I've talked a little bit more with, uh, with the board and, and the management and, uh, and of course uh, not the least with, with the players and, and see a little bit how this winter goes and, and uh, how much we can improve, improve But because that's a fact that when you come up you need both to, to strengthen your team we are working on that and you also need to develop the players that you have and to find that balance to, to bring the right ones that that brought the team up bring the right ones with you and and uh, and rely on them uh, also for for the coming season uh, but then also add something new to the team in, in in terms of new players and
0: and not the least more fitness yeah most that's a, that's the things
1: that uh, go through my head for, for the coming
0: weeks at least. Yeah, and I think uh, if, if that's anything to go by, I think your players must be um, getting used to running a lot uh, in the next few weeks to get their fitness levels up. So uh, a lot of bleep tests, and uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm excited to see how you'll get on there. I mean, H, uh, e of course you call them, Last season they had the best uh, defensive record in the league, 22 conceded, and scored the most goals as well in the league, 47. So, you know, clear, clear winners of that league and did very well. So it'll be interesting to see how you put your own um, spin on things too. We're really looking forward to following you. I think we'll, um, we'll be keeping an eye on Finland this season and maybe pop in again and say hello to you again during the season. But, um, yeah, really appreciate your time and uh, thank you for joining us. Thank you.
1: It was a pleasure.